All right, y'all. So I'm going to kick it off like this. Um, a little over a week ago, um, a young man, a young black man, a young black hunter by the name of Dennis um, posted on social media a video of some crap he was going through. It was really, you know what, of some shit he was going through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right that it was it was really grimy what I, what I was watching. Um, this young man was literally out legally hunting a property that he had gotten permission to hunt and i guess the neighbors uh learned that he was a hunter of color and decided to start blasting music that was really bigoted really just racist in general and this dude was you know for all intents and purposes um scared nervous didn't even want to get out of the tree until the the owner of the property came and got him he didn't want to get out of the tree and walk off the property on his own and that sucks y'all that sucks um i don't believe that this is this is something that happens everywhere you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna pretend that i believe that um that you know all hunters not of color you know what i'm saying i like this but what's got to happen is that no one should pretend that this doesn't happen um and not only that take it a step further and make sure or do our best to make sure that this it doesn't happen you know what i'm saying um at the end of the day, I believe I've met a wide range of people, really good people who share the same uh, morals as me, the same values as me, that I can trust that if I go out in the woods, I'm not going to be a victim of a hate crime. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's at the end of the day, if we want hunting numbers to grow um we want the hunting community to grow we want this the the traditions of this sport this activity of hunting to live on you know what i'm saying um as long as possible it's gonna take oh wow i <laughs> i'm sorry because this bugs me a lot but um it's going to take us challenging ourselves to think differently, challenging others to think and act differently. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've said it before, uh, you know what I'm saying? Things like challenging the hunting industry to to market, you know, towards an urban community or market towards uh, people of color. Um, I've talked about when when mentoring i'm not saying go out and search for the next black person and, and try to get them to hunt nah but try to mentor somebody you wouldn't necessarily speak to you know what i'm saying um the guy mentoring me now um you know i shout him out all, all the time anthony um anthony anthony and i come from two different worlds per se even though we live in the same state two different worlds right and by you know current current norms you know 
he and I shouldn't even be friends, shouldn't even be interacting in any way, shape, or form. You know what I'm saying? The kid is younger than me, um, newly married. Congrats to him, by the way. Um, he's a cop, and he's white. I'm a black, middle-aged man from the city. He's from the suburbs. I'm new to hunting. You know what I'm saying? Most people would think, why are you going out, the, going out in the woods with that guy? Because at the end of the day, this dude uh, respects me as a human being. And I respect him the same way. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if anything I'm saying right now is making sense. Of, you know what I'm saying? Or if I'm just ranting or, or rambling and whatnot. But at the end of the day... um. As hunters, let's make sure, and I'm not saying I'm not saying we don't do this or hunters don't do this at all and stuff like that, but let's do our best to make sure that all hunters feel welcome regardless of where they're coming from. Again, I'm not saying that uh most hunters don't do that. I'm not saying um you know what I'm saying, that this particular situation that took place happens on the regular, because I honestly don't know, you know what I'm saying, um, but I've come across some really dope people, um, and that's via social media, honestly, I've come across some really dope people um, via social media, um, and I really would like, like, I really would like the world to see that those people are, are are dope. Like I I it it's funny because when I speak to non-hunters, you know, uh that know who I am, like my friends and family who are non-hunters, you know what I'm saying? They ask me what why I'm doing what I'm doing and whatnot, who and they have these misconceptions about what the hunting community is like, what the hunting community is comprised of, and so on. I want them to experience the camaraderie I've experienced. I want them to see the wealth of positivity that I see, that I've experienced. Um, I want them to see how great the hunting community is and, and encourage them to become a part of it. You know what I'm saying? So... As always, man, I, I trust, I not trust, I challenge y'all to reach out to, whether it's hunting related or not, you know what I'm saying? Reach out to someone you wouldn't necessarily, you know, speak to normally. You know what I'm saying? Because um, at, at the end of the day, I know that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that the hunting community is way better than that incident, you know, say we just saw. I, I want to believe that the hunting community, because you know what, you know what, uh, I I don't want to assume that those people that did that and made Dennis feel the way he did were hunters. Um, so I'm in no way saying that it's the hunting community that did this, but unfortunately, 
as hunters of color is something that sometimes um, we have to endure. Um, I've dealt with some mild, some really low-key incidents myself over the last year and change, especially whenever I go to a a like a, a hunting store, when I go to the archery range, a, a bow shop, anything like that. I do get odd looks. It's nothing, nothing compared to what Dennis went through, you know, last week and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. But um, at the end of the day, y'all, um, I've, I've established and, and I'm trying to cultivate some really cool relationships with, with people, um, albeit most of them have been via social media. It's been people that I never would have spoken to before. You know what I'm saying? And and I encourage you guys to do the same. Um, and at the end of the day, that's all, that's all it's about, y'all. It's, you know, all evil needs to succeed is for good people to do nothing. And I've come across a lot of good people. And we just got to do something. All right? All right. So before we get into the episode, I want to thank some of my partners. Um, two of them specifically. Uh, let's kick it off with Nor'easter Game Calls, all right? Now, Mark is the genius behind the custom game calls that you see, all right? I really recommend you check them out on Instagram, at Nor'easter Game Calls. Um, through there, you can actually see a lot of the work, a lot of that goes into what he's doing. You can see from start to finish, you know, when he gets these wood blanks, I guess you would call them and how he shapes them and puts work into them and creates these beautiful custom calls that I like to refer to as works of art. Um, they're really nice. Um, he's got custom calls for everything. He's got duck calls, goose calls, uh, deer grunt calls. Um, he's got coyote calls, I believe. Um, you know, you name it, he's got it. Um, and they're really beautiful pieces like you tell them what you're looking to to put into it dude will make it these are custom game calls um i watched him make like last year i think he made or earlier this year he made a custom call where he put some shredded hundred dollar bills in these joints he had another call where he had um gold flakes in them like really dope stuff really beautiful stuff um check out his website as well it is www.noreastergamecalls.com that's www.nor-eastergamecalls.com all right check out his stuff pull the trigger get yourself a custom game call all right also we've got onyx hunt the number one gps hunting app know where you stand all right here's the deal I've been using the Onyx Hunt app um, regularly. Every time I go out scouting, um, I'm able to drop markers to show where um, bedding areas at, to show where the specific trees I'm going to be going up into with my climber are. Um, I've even used it to map out my entrance and exit strategy, uh, <laughs> my entrance and exit strategy for. Um, you know, getting in and out the woods based off whatever the wind is going to be on the days that I'm hunting. Um, I'm really excited. This app has been hugely instrumental in my e-scouting at home 
and scouting when i've got boots to the ground all right um dope thing about onyx is that you can use it on your laptop your computer your tablet whatever and then uh whatever you do will get saved and actually you can pick up where you left off with your phone when you're actually out in the woods um the other cool thing is that if you know that a specific piece of land you're going to be hunting you've got no cell signal out there um before you head out there you know when you're connected to wi-fi or your, or your cellular data um you can download a map uh, anywhere from like a five to ten mile radius map um of the area you're hunting um and it basically is saved to your phone as an offline map so when you get to the land that you're hunting all that information you saved like um waypoints parking um what do you call it uh trails whatever it is you save will be there and you can just open up that map because it's been saved to your phone so check them out um you can check out their website which is onyxmaps.com or you can just uh i believe on the google play store for android you can find them and on uh what do you call it on apple you can find that on the app store all right again that's nor'easter game calls and on x all right y'all and now here's my intro music Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 41 of When the Hunt Calls. I'm your host, Cliff Cadet, and got another dope interview lined up for y'all. Here's the deal. Um, over the last year and a half, you know, as I've been learning a lot about hunting, bow hunting specifically, um, I've watched as saddle hunting has grown in popularity. Like, it's been big like growing really big um and it seems to be um like you're either die hat die hard saddle hunter or you're not you know what I'm saying so i was curious because um i wanted to learn more about saddle hunting um so i reached out to the company tethered um and then um the guy that reached back to me the gentleman's name is adrian wilson um, really cool, really cool dude out of um, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, he he works for them, is affiliated with them. Um, I didn't lock down exactly what he does for them, but he does rep tethered. Um, and you know what? Uh, he was really cool about sitting down and chopping it up with me so I could pick his brain about saddle hunting, learn more about his hunting experience, learn about tethered um and and just touch on some of the the characteristics of saddle hunting what makes it so great or what makes you know those who love it love it so much all right so sit back relax and enjoy this interview again with adrian wilson of tethered all right ladies and gentlemen on the line with me tonight or today whenever you're listening to this episode is adrian wilson uh what's going on brother what's going on man all right um, so, um, as I said, as I basically informed my listeners in the intro, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm really intrigued by saddle hunting. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I know, 
uh, you've got a, a really good, a really tight relationship with Tethered, the saddle hunting company, um, a saddle making company, I should say. And um, I wanted to touch base with you and learn, you know, more about it. But before we even, you know, dive down that rabbit hole, um, let's learn more about you and maybe your hunting experience. Or is is hunting something like, you know, you you grew up with or is it something you got into as an adult like me? Definitely like you, man. So I, I'm uh, out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. Lived in this area, Middle Tennessee, for the most of my life. I grew up in sports. I never hunted my life uh, till I was 28 years old. I am 45 now. Uh, I've been saddle hunting for roughly seven to eight years. Um, and kind of my background is, like I said, I, I was I played sports. I played uh, little college basketball at Belmont University here in Nashville. And then uh, I'm a high school teacher and I was a basketball coach for 18 years. And, you know, basketball and deer hunting doesn't really, uh, (laughs) time-wise, being in the fall, the winter, doesn't really mesh well. But I was introduced when I was 28 uh, by a fellow coach. And, uh, you know, you and I have discussed this a little bit. My first experience was I was asked to go, hey, you want to go on a turkey hunt with us? And I'm like, I'm all about trying something new. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, I went to Walmart that night. Uh, got some camo and went out with uh, my buddy the next morning. And this is, I was going as a tag along. I didn't have a license or a gun or anything like that. And man, we're sitting there and it's pitch dark. And at first light, these turkeys start hammering and just the whole world came alive. Um, I've got this, the, the thing that sticks out most to me is my chest was on just rumbling from these these thunderous gobbles and i knew right then just i i I can do this like i want to do this i'm going to do this and uh like ever since then i mean hunting has been my aside from my family and kids has Mm -hmm. been my big my and and stuff like that has been my biggest passion and uh i ended up uh going pretty much every day for the rest of the spring, uh, I went and got a, took my, I immediately found a place to take my, uh, hunter safety course and got licensed up. I, I borrowed a shotgun and I ended up killing a, a gobbler on the last day of season that year. And, uh, just growing up, you know, I say I'm in Nashville, but you know, we're, you know, Nashville's got a lot of rural parts to it too. And, uh, uh, growing up as a kid, just being a boy, playing out in the woods and doing stuff like it, it really just brought me home to, to my childhood in a lot of ways. And I just, I've always been a fan of nature, hiking and exploring and those things. It just kind of brought me back to that. So um, after that spring, he's like, all right, you got a deer hunt now. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what I'm getting into, but uh, I, I, I'm a lefty shooter. I'm left eye dominant, but I'm right-handed. Mm-hmm. I, at the time, I'm on Craigslist because that's where you buy things at the time when you're just a high school teacher and you don't have any money. <laughs> trying to trying to get that deal. So I found a, uh, a, a left-handed Matthews bow. I say Matthews just because that, at the time, I, that's the only name brand I think I knew. And uh, anyway, 
I, I, I practice daily and uh, uh, come deer season, uh, went out, got set up in the tree, and I shot a doe that morning. And, uh, it, it, you know, I'm on private land, on, actually on his property. And, uh, I, you know, just like the, 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 the turkey hunting thing, man, I, I was hooked. Like, I was just, just, I don't know. I don't know what it is exactly. I think there's a part of me, and I don't know if it's men in general. I think a lot of men have this calling to be out there and, and kind of have a, a, a lack for better word, like this manly instinct to, to, to wander and hunter gatherer type stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. I, I, but I, and I'd never experienced it, but once I did it, I knew this was for me. And so, um, at that point, I, I was kind of in a predicament because here I am. I'm a high school basketball coach, and I'm coaching these young men, and basketball was my passion. And I realized I'm sitting here in basketball practice, man, and I'm thinking about the rut. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this, this, this is new. This is new. And I, I, I quickly realized that, you know, that passion was, was something that was going to be here for years to come, and it's still here, and it's probably worse than ever right now. And, uh, that's pretty much my background in a nutshell. I could be a lot more long winded with it, but, uh, <laughs> we're, we're on this podcast and these, these listeners have better things to listen about. But, oh, uh, no, trust me. We, we all, myself included, we all, in, you know, enjoy, enjoy, uh, listening to everybody's, uh, origin story, you know what I'm saying? And that's pretty dope. Like I can relate into with, with you to you on so many levels because basketball was is my sport. Was my sport growing up, the whole nine. Like um, until I got injured back in 2013 on the job, I tore a ligament in my ankle, and both physically and mentally, I haven't been kind of right since. You know what I'm saying? So then, uh, I I got into running, long distance running specifically. Uh, okay. ran, ran a, a couple of marathons um, there you go. and yeah and then more recently you know uh stumbled into uh bow hunting um i'm not gonna lie archery was something kind of a fantasy thing for me as a kid never thought i'd actually do it because you know growing up where i grew up archery wasn't necessarily very cool um it, it wasn't anything you know me and the kids from my block were, were familiar with so right um it wasn't until like a couple, maybe about two, three years ago, I picked up a bow, purchased a bow, started shooting, and only last year decided that, um, you know, I wanted to hunt. So spent a little more than a year, you know. Um, I didn't turkey hunt last year, but I did try my hand at deer hunting. That was, while I learned a lot, you know what I'm saying, um, in terms of getting ready and being out in the woods, even though it was a little bit of time out there, only a little bit of time out there, um, I wasn't successful in harvesting the deer. But this year, um, you know, I killed my first turkey during the spring uh, turkey season. Um, and I've scouted and prepped a lot more for this fall season, which our, our deer season is kicking off uh, this Thursday. So I'm really excited because I really... I really believe things are, as everybody, as everyone likes to say, uh, things are going to come together for me, and you know, I'm gonna get that deer on the ground. Oh, yeah, it's going to happen. But the, some of the things you said, you know, now that I've been hunting for for you know for a few years, it's the the, the amazing thing for me is obviously there's not a hunter out there that doesn't want to go out 
and 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 harvest or kill or however you want to word that that animal or that big buck or that that long beard um but i found so much pleasure i mean and just being out in 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 the woods and the nature waking up and experiencing the sunrise and you know me and my faith uh just 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 I had a lot of prayer time and that was, mm-hmm. that just, that did wonders for me. And, uh, it, it, it was like a drug. It, it, it really is now. Um, just getting my fix and my thoughts to myself and getting away from the hectic everyday life. Um, and that's what, that's what it was a lot for me early on, especially not that it's not now, but that was me as an inexperienced hunter, not knowing what I'm doing, but thinking I do and learning from, uh, experiences out in the woods, but also having that time to myself, um, did, did a lot of good things for me. And that really propelled me into wanting to, to, to hone my craft as I'm out there, um, and learning woodsmanship and, uh, boots on the ground and just experiencing things and learning from my mistakes. Got it. Got it. You know what? And I, and I could totally appreciate that. Nice. And it's funny you talk about you talking about your faith one of the things like uh right before we started this interview i was in my apartment packing um packing up for you know opening day and one of the things i grabbed was uh, a hunter's devotional uh you know something for me to read while i'm up there in the stand because i think that was the dopest thing about um being out in the woods last fall was just you know getting into into the woods on the cover of darkness and just just watching the the just everything around me come alive once the sun comes up you know what i'm saying it was it was such a i don't know such a, a a moment where like you said it's like i had to stop and just literally pray on it because we have that time you know what i'm saying we're sitting and waiting why it's it's all the more reason i guess at that point in time you're there you're alone you're with your thoughts not only your thoughts but you're alone with god you know what i'm saying so yep. take yep. the moment and speak to him and so and that, and that's that's the other thing I'm looking forward to this fall. Well, and, and it's just, a you know, seeing the world come alive like that from that perspective and just being able and feeling blessed to, to be able to be there at that moment and experience those things. And you realize how small you are in the whole grand scheme of God's creation. It's just, you know, it, it, I, I, I feel the need and the want to to just give thanks and 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 share that time with him, and it's uh, you know, it, it it makes me feel good. It really does, you know. Um, and and having that 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 personal one, I feel like it's a personal one on one thing. It's just me and him out there, and the world's waking up, and it is beautiful. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. All right, so let's let's jump to um, you know the the real reason you know i wanted to speak to you uh this episode and that is um saddle hunting you know what i'm saying so over the last year and a half i've watched um primarily through social media i've watched saddle hunting really grow in popularity like like ridiculously you know what i'm saying um a lot of hunters swear by it um has saddle hunting been around like really long or is it something that that's just gotten it like basically a snowballing, you know what I'm saying? So, over the last couple of years. So it's kind of a two part answer. It's been around <clears throat> for 
to, to my knowledge, 30 plus years. Um, wow. But okay. But it has not been mainstream like it is. Like, I, I, when I found out about it, I knew about it for about a year before I got into it. But okay. he, here in the last year and a half, it's 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 just popped up like CrossFit and vegans type stuff. You know, it's just everywhere. Like everybody's, it's the latest greatest. And 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 when I say that, I'm not, I'm partially making fun, but like I believe in it. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, do I think that it's the only thing out there? No. You know, guys, guys got to do what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And, and what makes them comfortable, but but saddle hunting has, like I said, uh, it's been around for thirty plus years. Um, uh, John Eberhart, who is a well known well known killer out of Michigan, mm-hmm. um, has many books and on, on saddle hunting. He's he's with us at Tethered, and uh, you know he's been doing it for for a majority of his lifetime. Or and well, that that sounds bad because I'm a I'm a show that. John's age here, but, uh, John, 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 John's a good man. And, uh, he's, he's been good to me and my family. Um, but, uh, saddle hunting has really, really taken off. And a lot of it is because exposure, in my opinion, you know, um, a lot of the, the mainstream, uh, like the, the name brand hunting industry, uh, uh, tree stand companies have kind of stayed away from saddle hunting just because of, you know, worried about liability and things of that nature based on a lot of it. And this is my opinion. I'm not, I can't speak for them. My opinion is a lot of, uh, they didn't have the knowledge on it and, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, that worried about people getting hurt and stuff like that, because obviously there, there's a lot of accidents, uh, when you're up, 15 25 30 foot in a tree um and uh and there there has been some other saddle companies in the last 10 years that have made some saddle hunting equipment but it just never took off because again uh you know nowadays most in my I would say, and maybe you would agree with this. I think a lot of the people watch their hunting videos and hunting shows on the YouTube platform or something like that. Um, before that, you know, we had like the outdoor channel on TV and like specific hunting channels. And I think the hunting industry really pushed hunting products from the the big name brands and the people were, that were putting money out there. And and, mm-hmm. and the shows the shows were great to a degree because we as hunters wanted to watch people hunting and killing animals. But the big thing is they're just really selling product and endorsing their product or products because they were getting paid. And I'm not faulting them for that. I mean, who doesn't want to get paid? Uh, and I think when um, the, the blue collar, the average man, like, like I said, I'm a high school teacher. I'm a single dad. I got two little girls. I can't go out and buy all these products. And mm-hmm. that they're pushing, and uh, if I did, I'd be especially when I first started hunting. I was buying so much junk and garbage I did not need. Oh, preach, from, brother, <laughs> preach <laughs> from from inexperience, or because I was told that I was going to need that, or I was going to kill this this type of deer or 
I was going to have so many more uh, good experiences. No, that's false. Um, what you need, if you're the new hunter, you need to get your tail out in the woods and mm-hmm. learn a little woodsmanship and learn what the what the patterns are, the lay of the land, some some topography, what these animals are feeding on, and those types of things. And it took yep. me a while to learn that. You know, you, um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, you know what's funny? I, I, it's just a, a quick joke, but uh, my wife literally, uh, prior to us speaking tonight, we were just talking about you know the gear that I've been buying. She goes. She sits down and she's like, you know what, babe? She goes, I know, I know some of this stuff you need and stuff like that. She goes, but you know, people used to hunt without this stuff, right? <laughs> and, uh, and my wife, and my wife wants nothing to do with hunting. And I was like, you know, she got me. I mean, look at pictures of Fred Bear, you know, in, in a flannel <laughs> shirt and, and pants. Not he wasn't all camoed out. You know what I'm saying? And, and even hunters, even back then, like guys used to go out with a red and black flannel shirt probably jeans or something like that and just go out and hunt and go out and hunt so yeah so she called me out on it like she wasn't trying to to rag on me but she was just like just just this it was literally just letting me know like maybe you don't need all this stuff like just really get good at it without all of this this extra gear but and um, and that and i'm gonna tell you man and i i I got your back i'm just telling you right now i got your back but your wife nailed it and, and it's, hard, it's, it's, it's hard to see that because we are wanting to get into this sport, especially as newbies when we, when we did. And, and, and we, you know, I think human nature, or at least mine is, I want to believe what these guys are telling me. I'm seeing these commercials. I've got to have this product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it, it took me it took me for a few years to to realize that that what I really need to do is just to get my butt out there mm-hmm. and learn and uh, it, just like the basics in life experience you learn what to do and you learn thing bad habits of what you probably should not do and what you should change and then you dissect and pick through those things. And find out what's going to be best for you in the area that you're in and where you're hunting and, and, and learn those types of things. Um, and it's, it's funny. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giggling right now thinking about what your wife said because, you know, like you said, she has no, no uh, aspirations to hunt. But, you know, it's when you take a step back and look at it from her perspective, she, she, she nailed it. She yeah. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. And, uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, you know, like I was, I was laughing with a buddy this week. He, uh, he killed a doe here in, in Tennessee. Our season opened this past weekend and he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, a legit, <laughs> a legit Hawaiian shirt. And I'm on social media seeing this and I'm commenting to him that, Hey, I'm proud of you. Uh, I guess your bags are packed for Jamaica uh, and, and all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, man, like, you know, science, you know, says it, these deer can see black and white. And, mm-hmm. and, and so his Hawaiian shirt, it's straight up camouflage to the deer. A lot of that <laughs> stuff is a lot of that stuff is obviously marketed to people spending money and, at the end of the day, you've got to go with what you like and what you believe in and what's going to make you more confident. 
Exactly. Exactly. All right. So, you know what? Let me ask you this, because um, you mentioned that you were aware of saddle hunting for a little bit before you actually got into one. So what what made you get into saddle hunting? So um, I don't have any land. I am a, a, a mostly public land hunter hunter. Um, and, and, and I say that it doesn't matter if you hunt public or private. I don't, I do not care. I'm not one of those guys that say, Oh, you only hunt this or that. No, I'm, I can't afford the private land right now. So I was mostly hunting public land and, uh, I was hunting a lot of, uh, public land with one of my buddies and we were carrying in, uh, climbers and then, uh, you know, carrying, we were, we're carrying in these climbers that weighed 20 ish, 25 pounds. And you put a backpack with all your gear in it, especially if it's in the cooler months and you're weighed, weighed down with layers. And, you know, that that's all we knew though. We, I didn't know there was anything different. That's we just did it because we like to hunt, but especially in the early season, it was really hot and you're sweaty and, um, I, I, I'm six five, so my my climber is hanging off my back. I'm catching every limb. Like if I was trying to duck under something, I was probably getting caught, and then it was a struggle. <laughs> and it, it was anyway. You, you can picture that. I mean, mm-hmm. just if you if you've ever carried in anything like that. So then we transitioned to the the lock on and the sticks. And again, it was more of a low profile, but. I'm, I, I still got all that weight. I'm still sweating my tail off going in. And so anyway, after a few years of hunting that way, my buddy, he, he'd got into a saddle and I'm, and he's shown it to me and I'm very skeptical. Um, it just, it, it looked like too many moving parts. It didn't look comfortable. I couldn't imagine why somebody would do something like that. And after almost a full hunting season of him doing that, he, he finally taught me into, cause I, I was stubborn. I was, I was mm-hmm. just quite stubborn. I was like, my way's good. You know, I'm, you, I'm, I'm okay with you doing what you want to do, but I'm going to do it like this. And then he taught me into sitting in it and immediately like legit immediately just blew my mind that like, this is nothing like I thought it was like, I, it was comfortable. Um, I could tell, um, <laughs> walking in with a saddle versus 20 plus pounds on my back, wearing the saddle in when we're talking at the time, it, it was a little heavier than what we got now, but we're talking probably four and a half ish pounds makes a huge difference. And I was like, this is, this is something I want to explore a little bit more. And, uh, uh, after the season, I, I bought my first saddle. And I played around with it, and I've never looked back. Uh, just, just from the the standpoint of the mobility in it, um, mm-hmm. the the weight factor that there's hardly any uh, compared to a lock on or a climber, um, just just sold me immediately. So do you know what? Let's let's touch on that a little bit more, if you don't mind, because my my climber one of the things that um like it boasted was the fact that it only weighs a little over 18 pounds you know what i'm saying now add to that like because that's like i said i was upstairs before i was upstairs uh you know 
putting stuff into my pack for you know uh getting ready for opening day and i'm like dang i'm trying to pack as light as possible right i'm saying only you know what i need keeping in mind i'm gonna have my my climber and my backpack on my back and then my bow in my hand i'm trying to make sure i don't have to carry anything else and you know i'm hiking a mile maybe a little bit more well based off of you know it's funny because the original plan i had for hiking the route i was taking to hike into my spot that was based off of a, a wind coming in from the north or you know winds coming in from the north but from what i've been you know keeping track of this week it looks like winds are going to be coming in from the south so now i might have to hike a little bit farther like a little maybe probably close to two miles um because i'm gonna have to head out northeast first and yep. then come and then come in and then come travel west to get to my spot you know what i'm saying yeah. um but uh so that's gonna be a lot more hiking than i originally anticipated so with with um saddle hunting or specifically you know the the gear from tethered how much weight really are you are you shaving off by you know using a saddle so let me let me tell you uh, uh, an approximate weight of what i'm going in with now so my, right now i so like you said i i am with tethered i've been with them since the startup or they actually started up and then i came on uh right after um i'm a big fan of 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 those guys big time um they are guys like you and i that just started a company because they were D- diy guys they were do-it-yourself guys they were hunters um and they had everyday jobs and they decided you know we can we feel like we can make some adjustments to some of these saddles to be more comfortable to be more efficient and that's what they did and um the the fact that you know they're they're just down to earth dudes that they've got a good product but they're not hey you need to buy our product because it's the best on the market or whatever we're not like that. We're, we're, we're hunters first. And then we are promoting saddle hunting in general. If, like uh, Cliff, if you wanted to get another brand or something like that, mm-hmm. do it, do it, man. Like that, that's the thing about us and these guys with tethered. We love people. We love hunting and we love saddle hunting. We're not going to scrutinize you because you went with that. It's like if you drive a Chevy and I drive a Ford, you know, obviously people will argue who's right and who's wrong. But at the end of the day, we're both driving a different vehicle. That's the same sort of thing. Let's just have fun with what we, with what we do. So um, going back to the weight of things. So my saddle, I'm wearing a, I'm hunting out of a, uh, a tethered phantom and it's roughly two pounds. And, uh, so you got two pounds there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I have a predator platform, uh, just the basic model predator platform. And it's about two pounds as well. So we're talking four pounds. Um, we have just come out with a stick that is one pound per stick. And that, that includes the attachment to the tree. Now wow. I'm six, All right. I'm six. Yeah. I'm six, five. I, I can carry, uh, you know, cover a lot of real estate just while I'm climbing just because of my length. 
Um, I'm using um, typically three sticks and an aider, and these sticks are around 18 to 20 inches uh, a piece. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm usually I'm usually going to take what I'm not. Sh- you may be familiar with the term. An aider is basically for me. I, I've just I've got a home, homemade aider that is a um, uh, a piece of tubular webbing with a I, I cut off a piece of garden hose to stick on the uh, the end of it, and I just put it up on my uh, on my uh, stick, and mm-hmm. I I carry that aider up with me on every stick. So once I step on it, then I step on the stick, I take it off the stick, and when I hang my next stick, I'm putting that aider on it, um, and it hangs a little bit lower than the the stick itself so to give me an extra step without mm-hmm. the weight of carrying an extra step. Now, with our new sticks, the, the the nice thing about them, obviously, they're one pound a piece. And not only that, the the way they pack, they stack on top of each other, so there's no bulk. It's, it's mm-hmm. very, very streamlined, which makes it really, really nice. So I'm carrying three of those. So right now we're talking about platform, a saddle at four pounds total, ish three sticks so that's seven right mm-hmm. and so we're talking about seven pounds right there now um throw some ropes and and carabiners in y- you know we're talking about another pound to two pounds so let's just say nine pounds total and then i've got my backpack you know backpacks can range anywhere from two pounds to four and a half depending on how big and bulky they are with what you have in them. I'm probably in the tree uh, or walking to the tree with approximately 15 to 17 pounds total on my person. And well, and that's damn man. Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) excluding my bow. Now everything is on my, on my back or I'm wearing my saddle. The only thing that is in my hands as I walk to my hunting spots is my my bow that's the only thing wow all right because now all you're basically everything you're carrying in total weighs less than my climber yes and, and that's that i'm not even and i'm not even considering like like i said my backpack everything that i'm trying to pack right now yes all right you know what i'm curious um all right so and right now, I, I, I want to say this is over what I've learned, you know, over the past year. The general consensus is like 20 feet is 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 a, a good height, in, you know, to get up into a tree. How many sticks does it take to, to get up, you know, let's say to 20 feet? Um, well, that that's really dependent on your body type and, 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 and your length and, and what your, your step's going to be. Um, so, and, and, and not, not to, um, take away from what you're saying Mm -hmm. in any way, but like for me here in the South in early, early season, like I, I, I like getting high in the tree. I like to be higher, but that's not always the case because you have to keep in mind, you've got a lot of greenery and undergrowth early season. So it might not be conducive to be very high and you might need mm-hmm. to be 10, 10 feet off the ground, 12 feet off the ground, 15 feet, feet off the ground. A lot of guys 
And not to say they're wrong, but a lot of guys are going to say, oh, you got to be high to kill deer. you gotta, you got to do this. That's not the case. Um, you need to go where your shots are and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and where you're going to be able to, to have a little vision there. Um, but again, to, an- to answer your direct question, it, it, it just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I carry three sticks. Um, the, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time, but I think that the tethered sticks are 18, 18 inches from step to step. Okay. I think they're 18 inches. So there's a little math involved and I don't math very well. So, um, <laughs> you, you gotta kind of figure out. So, well, and he, well, and here's what I do at the end of the day, this is what I do. I am taking a four to five step aider and I'm going up to the tree and I'm taking my first stick and I'm putting it as high as I can. I'm like I said, I'm six, five, I'm taking that stick. And I'm putting it above my head on the tree. And then I've got this aider. It's like a ladder made out of uh, webbing material. And I'm sticking it on my bottom step. And I am then using that ladder to climb to my first stick. So, got it. And, and, th- and we're talking about webbing material. It's in my pack. It, it, it rolls up. It weighs nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm using that to get up to my first stick. And then from there, I have a, a one step, like I was saying, the, like a homemade movable aider that I take with me. There were many hunts last year when I had three sticks. Last year, I was using um, 17 inch sticks. We didn't have the tethered sticks. I was using the seven, 17 inch sticks. And there's many hunts I was only using two sticks because I had that five step aider. Mm-hmm. And then I would use two sticks and I was at a good height to where. Um, based on, again, the greenery around me and the undergrowth early season, especially I wouldn't, I wouldn't even use my third stick. Mm-hmm. So again, it, it, it's, it's going to be dependent on the person. It really is. Got it. Got it. So, you know what, let's, let's, uh, well, I'm curious to know, actually, before I even jump on to the next question or the next topic, I should say, um, Cause I'm not familiar with the stick. Like I've seen pictures of sticks, but I really don't know how to, how they work. How are they secured to the tree and then be able to hold your weight? You know, cause I know with a climber, for example, it uses, you know, that one, you know, band that goes around the back of the tree and yep. then the teeth, the teeth on the frame. And so they, they, they you know, kind of clamp and bite into the, the tree bark, but how does a, 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 a step you know i mean a stick like uh how do you attach it to the tree and and how secure is it well it's essentially the way you just described that climber it's essentially the same the same thing um, oh okay each, each brand of stick is going to have they, they've all got different methods so as far as attaching it to the tree so um with tethered we've got um what we call versa straps and these are these are straps that are it's kind of like a uh, are you familiar with if i said daisy chain yes so you've got these little notches every every so many inches uh into the um in, into the strap and you hook one end of the strap into the uh the stick and then it goes all the way around the tree and then you put one of these notches 
into or, or attach it to which what we call a versa button on on uh on these these steps or sticks mm -hmm. um some sticks attach differently uh some like like uh an older stick like a muddy pro uh, style stick has what it's called a uh um oh uh, it just just left me um a clamp style system mm -hmm. where you ha you have a rope and you just uh, but I, I i know my my wording's terrible here i'm thinking of so many different styles but at the end of the day it, it is like your climber these these sticks have teeth uh on the back side of them that's going to uh clamp into the tree and when you tighten and pull that rope through to the to the versa button or whatever attachment period uh method it's tied to the tree and then you you kind of when you kind of you kind of pull it down or step on it it's going to bite into the bark of that tree and 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 you're stuck uh or it's stuck there as far as a, a, a safety i mean if you're if you're attaching it right and, mm -hmm. and appropriate and properly um you're good to go the biggest thing is uh, uh highly recommend I, I think most people do this, but if you're not, you need to, um, is, is use a lineman's belt that, mm -hmm. that attaches to your saddle. So it, it, as you're climbing up and putting your steps up, um, if, if for some reason you were to slip or your, your step, uh, stick gave way for any mm -hmm. reason, um, you are still, you still have a safety there that's going to catch you. Um, and that lineman's belt goes around the tree as well. And the friction of the fall is going to save you when that uh, rope catches onto the tree. Got it. Got it. So you just you just started touching on what I what was going to be the next topic was was overall safety. Um, you know, so pretty much a saddle does away with the need for a whole safety harness, correct? Yes, and and that's the thing. A lot of a lot of saddle hunters actually transitioned to a saddle from a lineman's or not a lineman's but a, a rock climbing harness and mm -hmm. i actually did that i was uh i did that before i even knew anything about a saddle i was using originally when i first started hunting i was using uh, uh a hunter safety system vest or a muddy vest or or, or harness that, that went over you know my top torso and I, I really just, it, I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't like being attached uh, on my backside to the tree. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the more, and I, I'm a researcher and the more mm -hmm. I researched, I learned about, uh, I don't know the name of it, but uh, where people were, when they did fall, there were times that, that uh, the straps that were uh, around their, their thighs would cut off circulation and they could not when they, they were just hanging there. And if they stood, if they hung there for too long, there was actually uh, some people dying from that. So mm. I, I started looking into rock climbing harnesses just because, you know, rock climbers have been around a long, long time. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I was going on websites at the time, such as archery talk. And a lot of guys were getting into that. And, uh, it, it it made a lot more sense to me uh to be attached that way you know the the as i'd mentioned earlier the hunting industry sells you what they or, or or tells you basically what they want you to buy or what you think you should buy and that was the hunter's 
safety system tile style vest. Now, does that does it work? Yes, it does. But I think uh, when you're looking at something better, in my opinion, a rock climbing harness for, for me especially, I don't. I'm not wearing a vest. I, I don't have extra clothing type stuff on me. I'm wearing this rock climbing harness, which which is very minimalistic and. I didn't even realize I was wearing it. And that so that was a really good transition for me going into a saddle. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's it's funny because um I I remember going rock climbing, well, indoor rock climbing years, years ago. And so now I I'm starting to to draw while while I'm familiar with what a you know a saddle looks like for hunting. I can now relate it to, like you said, the rock climbing harness because rock climbing harnesses don't usually go up above the shoulder. It's usually for the most part at the waist and, and you're tied in use, yep. and then, and the whole nines. So it, it never, like I said, I, I never thought to like to make that connection, but so I appreciate that. Cause it's a, a lot easier now for me to understand exactly. I, I have an idea of at least when attaching to the human body, how you know uh, a saddle you know probably works so that's pretty cool well and the the thing with the rock climbing harness too it it, your your tether is attached to the front of that so if you were to fall um in a rock climbing harness you're going to end up facing the tree at some point so if you're in a saddle the thing about a saddle is you're you are tied in you you have a tree tether that's attached to the tree and then you have a carabiner that attaches to your bridge your bridge is part of your saddle and um the the safety aspect is it's always for the most part it's always going to be tight because you're hanging from that tether your weight is on that versus if you're in a tree stand um sitting there your tether is going to be slack and if you were to fall, you're going to feel a jolt. Like it's going to, if you fall three, four, five, six feet, there's a jolt against your body. Whereas if you're in the saddle and you were to fall off your platform, mm-hmm. you're not going to fall. You're just, you're going to swing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, because you're already fairly close to the tree. So you're not, you're not going to, it's the, I, I, I get it because I, I believe. If I'm correct, like you said, God forbid my my climber platform were to come out from under me or my seat were to come out from under me. Like you said, it's kind of like um, almost bungee cord, almost bungee jumping, but without without the the flex in the straight. It's going to be like you said, uh, all the energy is going to be right there. And I'm going to feel it kind of like when you stop short in a car and you're going to be kind of like that, that kind of energy. Um, as opposed to like you're saying with a saddle, you'll probably like swing like Tarzan or something. Correct. Correct. Got it. Got it. All right. So one of the last um, things I want to touch on in regards to uh, to hunting is, I guess, the visibility. Because for the most part with my climber, um, I'm only getting 180 degrees of kind of like, I guess, shooting opportunity i can't really shoot around the tree behind me so i'm forced to face what or the general direction that i believe whatever i'm hunting like what deer 
know what I'm saying, I'm hunting are whatever direction I'm I'm hoping that they're gonna be coming in. Um saddle hunting opens up a lot more uh I guess opportunities for uh you know directions to shoot. How's that work? So so when you're in the saddle um and standing on your platform, you are facing the tree. Like you you ha- in theory um, so when I go out, I am facing the tree with the, the wind in my face. I am facing the direction I expect the, the game to come from. Um, and I, I'm a lefty shooter, so I typically uh, want my strong side to be on the right, my right side as I shoot. Now, with that being said... You know, people might ask, okay, well, if the tree is between you and the animal, um, how are you going to be able to do that? Well, as I'm on my platform, I'm mobile because I am still, I've got that tether that's attached to the tree. I can essentially kind of swing to my right or left or the left side of the tree, and I can shoot all the way around the tree. Um, in a 180 degree, as you're discussing, but facing the tree. But I can also twist my hips and turn all the way around and have um, 100 or 360 degree vision on anything I want to shoot. It is, uh, there's, there's not any shot from my position that if a, if a deer came from any direction, we'll just say it like that. If it came from any direction, there would be no shot that I could not take. The only thing that would hold me up is obviously if the deer's looking at me or my movements or something like that, um, which is, you know, going to be the same thing from a tree stand. But the fact is I, I am always connected to the tree and I have every shot available to me being in the saddle got it got it all right dang man i mean yeah you got me you got me pretty convinced at least you definitely got me with the with the total weight of you know saying the saddle and not having to to carry in as much gear as or as heavy as much as a heavy gear as a, a climber is um which is what i'm currently uh dealing with maybe Maybe before next hunting season, you might find me in the saddle myself. Oh, man. Like, and here's the deal. And saddles are not going to be for everybody. I'm going to tell you that now. It's not, it's not something that I'm telling you you have to have. Yeah. But I, I think um, most guys and even my friends, I would say 90% of the people I, I introduce a saddle to, end up sticking with it it's not it's not for everybody and that's the thing there's there's a there's definitely a place for for tree stands and tree stand hunters it's not about bashing you because this is what you i mean you gotta do what's good for you mm-hmm. i know for me you know <laughs> and this is gonna be tough to admit part part of me i'm lazy i don't want to carry <laughs> i don't want to carry 30 pounds in the woods Heck no. I don't have nothing to prove to nobody. I know what I like and that's minimalistic and I want comfort at the same time. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys think, oh, well, you're giving up comfort. No. You know, there, there's a learning curve with it. 
mm-hmm. just like anything else in life. You know, you something new might be a little difficult or might be challenging at first, but you put a little time in and 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 hone your craft a little bit, you're good. And so, um, so to to go with that, if you want to hunt out of a a, a lock on or a climber, and you like that and that fit that fits suits you, brother. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad you're out in the woods having a good time. I, I, I support yep. that 100%. Yep. Tethered supports that 100%. Um, the thing is, 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 is if we can introduce a way of doing something that, that will help somebody, exactly what I want to do. Got it. Got it. All right, man. So let's round this out. Um, now, I had originally reached out to Tethered, the company, on Instagram uh, you know, asking information about, you know, saddle hunting and asking, you know, to come on the podcast and, and speak about it. And you were the one who reached out to me. So um, knowing that you're affiliated with heavily affiliated with with Tethered, um, can people who are interested in saddle hunting reach out to you then rather than just going straight to Tethered? Uh, either way. So. I, I do a lot of the uh, tethered Instagram uh, mm-hmm. account, and uh, but for me personally, I'm on uh, Instagram uh, Big A Sports, all one word B I G A S P O R T S. Mm-hmm. I'd love to to hear or talk to anybody um, that that if I could help them, or I mean, if I cannot help you, let's just talk some hunting. I'm down with that. I'm I, like, look, I'm. I'm always willing to learn something new too. You got something for me to learn. I will listen to you. That doesn't mean I'll use it. So don't get mad at me if I don't. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if I can find something uh, that will help me or if I can provide some information to help you um, reach out and uh, we, we can talk anytime. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, also uh, with Tethered, you know, we get so many, um, so many messages on there. If, if it's more of a, uh, uh, a buying question and stuff like that, it's probably best to email us at hello at tetherednation.com. And uh, we, we can help you a little bit better that way. But mm-hmm. uh, we, we love to hear from people with questions or, uh, or something or comments. You know, we, we're always looking to improve ourselves. So always open to to that stuff and or constructive criticism you don't get better without it so got it um, got it all right and so well i gotta ask being being out in tennessee what's the season looking like for you uh right now uh when's it kick off or you know how's that going so in tennessee uh three years ago we started what we called a velvet hunt in august and we've never had the opportunity to to harvest velvet deer unless they happen to be still carrying velvet uh, the last weekend of September, and uh, which is very, very, very rare. Um, I was fortunate enough to go out on the the velvet weekend. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday hunt, and I was able to harvest a pretty nice uh, velvet deer. Um, that Friday, um, it's actually on uh, Tethered's YouTube channel right now. If you go to their uh, YouTube and look at the, uh, I don't know the title, something like Tennessee Velvet Hunt, something like that. 
Um, so I was able to do that. And then our, our actual deer season kickoff was this weekend, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, my little, my little girls were playing in softball tournaments. So I was having at that and, uh, family comes first. I was thinking of my deer. I was thinking about them, <laughs> but, but, uh, I was also rooting on, on my, my little girls and their softball. So my next hunt, let's see, today is Monday. I will be getting out on Friday afternoon and then, uh, my season, uh, is going to go through January. I've got, uh, I've got hunts coming up. I'm going to be in Nashville, North Carolina doing a bear hunt, which will be my first bear hunt ever with, uh, nice. uh, uh, Jason red timber ninja outdoors, uh, who's making some phenomenal carbon fiber climbing sticks and uh they so, take it uh, just keep it just keeps evolving huh man uh they are i've, I've got i've got the uh, carbon fibers he, he he sent me some and these these jokers are nice he's got built-in aiders in these things that that so i don't have to carry my own as well and uh they're doing big things there so i'm gonna do that i've got my tennessee hunt so in the state of tennessee you're able to harvest two bucks uh, a season. And uh, so I've got one down. So I've got one more to go there. Um, I went to Atlanta, uh, Georgia for their opener uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, struck out there. Didn't, didn't really get on much. Uh, I'll be going to Kentucky uh, a couple times this year in Missouri and then rounding out uh, my season in January down in the swamps of mississippi all right all right well good luck to you brother first congrats on the one buck you you def you took down but uh i i hope you get another and and just wishing you nothing but success the rest of your season man oh man i appreciate it you know it's fun to get out uh dear if if you haven't done it yet mm-hmm. uh being a new new hunter you gotta get out to some deer camps and get around uh, some other guys and just the camaraderie of doing that just is, is, is amazing. Uh, and just, uh, listen to stories and experiences. And then you got a few of those guys are going to tell some tall tales that are funny <laughs> as well. Um, but, uh, man, it, it's, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and I love what you're doing. I love, love where your, your podcast is going and your mission. Thank statement. You, thank you. And I appreciate guys like you big time. Thank you, and 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 same to you, brother. I, I truly appreciate you you reaching out. Um, you know, it's I always appreciate anyone willing to share any and all of their hunting knowledge. So I, I appreciate that. I know my listeners do, um, and I'll definitely probably be uh, picking your brain some more when it comes to saddling. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna talk all the time definitely, about this definitely. Stuff because- that's 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 the way we do it. And as far as all that knowledge you're talking about, I I don't know how much I got. I think I, I probably <laughs> I probably uh, gave a little bit more than I had tonight. But uh, uh, for your listeners out there, um, seriously, if you if you're interested in saddle hunting, uh, give me a shout. Give uh, give Cliff a, a shout. You know, we'll, we'll touch base. Um, and one piece of advice is again. If you are starting out with it and trying it, give, give it a good run for its money. Um, uh, there's, there is a learning curve, and uh, 
um, there's always something that can probably be adjusted and, and help you out. Um, but if it's not for you, the good thing is the saddle community is hot and you can sell it as much as you bought it for most of the time. Nice. So resale values is, is up there. Nice. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you again, man. You have a blessed one. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard the man. Um, if you've got any questions uh, regarding saddle hunting, regarding, um, you know, tethered as a company, um, reach out to Adrian. Um, you can find him on Instagram as at Big A Sports. That's at B-I-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S. That's at Big A Sports. Or you could uh, you could shoot him a DM on Instagram or even shoot Tethered a DM on Instagram. Uh, chances are uh, Adrian will will reach out and um, respond himself. Um, so that's all I got to say about that, man. Thank you. Thank you, Adrian, f- again, for taking the time out to speak with me and you know educate me a little bit more on saddle hunting and whatnot i truly appreciate it i'm not gonna front the idea of you know hiking in with a lot less weight definitely appeals to me um i'm still on the fence though i guess i don't know i guess i'd have to try out see how easy it is to get up and down a tree and whatnot but um saddle hunting definitely seems really cool uh a definite um option for anyone and everyone to try out in the field all right now with that being said if this was your first time um you know ever listening to an episode of when the hunt calls i truly appreciate you taking the time out to listen um if you are a regular listener a subscriber to the podcast i appreciate you just a little bit more (laughs) but either way um i encourage all of you guys um whatever app or platform you're utilizing to listen to this podcast head over to the review section um hook me up with a five-star rating um i'd really appreciate it um if you're feeling truly generous um i would really appreciate a dope review as well all right so until the next episode y'all remember to uh stay blessed and to respect the journey even when it's not your own